Action Fanatics, welcome to episode 91 of the Bulletproof Podcast. I'm your host, Chris the Brain. Joining me, as he always does, it is my friend and co-host, Chad Cruz. Chad, here we go again. Good evening to you, Mr. Brain. Yes. Perhaps not good evening to whoever's listening, but yes, good evening right now. Uh, Once again, we are doing an episode almost live because as soon as this is done, it's pretty much going to (laughs) go up down to the uh, out to the world. But uh, that's all right. You know, we we, that's uh, part of the world, right? The podcasting world. You just got to get together when you can. Right. And, uh, you know, just shit out as much content as you can. That's why yeah, when sometimes you're like, oh, I'd like to be a part like. Well, you better be on call. You'd have to be on call 24-7 to be a special guest on this show, pretty much, because you yeah, never know. You know, these things just pop up, uh, and they just kind of happen, and here we are. No, you know, 91 I, episodes in, though. I know. I, I wish I could, like, record this podcast while I'm, like, uh, you know, like, mowing my grass. or You could definitely uh, listen to it while doing that. You should listen to it while doing right. that. I mean, that that's, that's 100% certain, but... But if I could just do it while I was mowing yeah. the grass, multitasker. Yeah, yeah, you're you're real good at that. Uh, so yeah, last episode we talked wrestle uh, wrestlers in yeah. movies and uh, big WrestleMania weekend. We were part, you know, took a little celebration of of WrestleMania weekend. A lot of our predictions came true, but the big one did not. The tribal chief Roman Reigns still the champion, which has upset a lot of people. But uh, I think. I think the reason it's upsetting a lot of people is because number one, they were proven wrong. And number two, yeah. it's been so yeah. long since we've kind of had this old school booking that it's foreign to a lot of people. You're, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I think that the, uh, the storyline that would have been a wonderful way to kind of end his reign. Right. But so now what do you do is the real question. I mean, do you just kind of, just do you just, hold it off for six months until well yeah i guess that i mean and that's part of the yeah that's part of the intrigue SummerSlam. i'll be i just got my tickets for SummerSlam. no shit where is it at detroit oh okay so what a a lovely city (laughs) i hope to see robocop uh when i get there and maybe action jackson you know you know when i think about detroit and and other cities in general that uh in the midwest or you know what throughout the country and even around the world we've we've there's just so many incredible people out there, brain people yes. who have, who have interests that are similar to ours and different cultures, uh, potentially different languages even. Uh, but, but all around the world, people love action movies and we appreciate them for that. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause I think it was a few episodes back or maybe one of our 15 attempts to record surf ninjas. We mentioned kind of our, our listeners from around the world. And I actually pulled up the stats uh, the top 10 countries that listen to the Bulletproof podcast year to date uh, for 2023. Uh, the first two are pretty obvious, but I'll, I'll let mm-hmm. you <clears throat> take a stab at who do you think the number one country is that listens to this show? I'm going to go with uh, the US of A. The US of A is correct. They make up 47% of our audience. Okay. Number two. <clears throat> um. UK, like you're, Great you're, Britain. You're right on it again. United okay. Kingdom makes up 28% of our audience. Okay, super. Three and four are kind of obvious too, I guess, if you want to take a stab at number three. I don't know. Canada, maybe? Not Canada. Australia. No. Oh, is, yeah. Australia is three, 8%. Canada is actually four. Okay. With 3%. So now we're, we're getting into, you know, we got the big, like, English-speaking countries right. out of the way. So what do you think is number five? I'm going to go with Hungary. No, you, you must be thinking with your stomach and not your brain, because it's yeah. actually Singapore. Oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> with 2% of the audience, Singapore. Singapore's fantastic. What a lovely place. And then the 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 all tied with 1%. Want to throw another one out there? 
this one I think actually came up when we were talking about this. And again, I don't remember what episode, if it was something that actually made air, if it was something we were talking about off the air, I don't remember. Oh boy. Let's but see. I'm pretty sure this was the, for whatever reason, this was the country that came up. Is, is it, uh, is it Germany? It is not Germany. It is oh, okay. Spain. 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 Then we've got India. Okay. Mexico. Wow. France. And this one may have come up uh, because of our uh, Lionheart uh, podcast. Finland. Home Finland. of Ludwig Borga. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, it's definitely because of Ludwig Borga. His family heard we were talking about him. Yeah. And wanted to see if we mentioned that he was a Nazi. Uh, and we did. They want to get paid for that. They might. They Most might. Likely. So there you have it. Our, our 10... Yeah countries around the world that listen to the bulletproof podcast and boy do we love them all we, we certainly do and we obviously thank you for tuning in and we have got a quite a show planned because uh we're going to be talking toy soldiers and uh this one is one i had not seen in quite a long time chad cruz and i'm glad we watched it yeah it's actually going to be celebrating an anniversary here in a few weeks. It released April 26, 1991. Uh, you know, we talked about this movie uh, during when we had our Die Hard Clones conversation a few yeah. years back. Um, and because for good reason, this is Die Hard at, <clears throat> at a private school. Um, and the movie starts off in Colombia, and there is a hostage situation at the Palace of Justice. And we see Luis Cali, uh, played by Andrew Divoff. Who is excellent. Always good. Always a good bad guy. He has a great bad guy look. He's looking to get his father, Enrique, who is a big drug lord down in Colombia, free. But uh, he's a little bit late to the dance because they've already passed Daddy Enrique off to the United States. Um, although he does not believe that. he's got He's got a problem when people tell him facts. It, it, it's, this is the first example. We'll have another one shortly. Yeah, it's, it's not, a, you know... Luis Kali, Andrew Divoff's character, he doesn't like being told much of anything other than your dad is here and he's free to go. But it, it, you know, it's a nice story. He's he loves his father, right? He he wants him free from prison. I don't know right. what he did, but I'm sure it was pretty awful. Um, and yeah, when they show him a picture of his father being taken away by the DEA, uh, he's not happy. And and in his unhappiness, I think that he lashes out a bit and it orders a female hostage to be elbowed from a window and it's a high window too it's, it's not, not pleasant like, no. it wasn't like it was the uh, ground floor and they just she skinned her knee she dead no. and this um, reminds me you know of another 1991 flick which is stone cold you know the finale of that oh with the, yeah with, with the, the courthouse yep yeah and this movie you know 91 was a great year for action movies mm-hmm. uh everything coming out of the 80s and then the early 90s was just fantastic but 91 seems to be like a shining example of that transition that we got from the 80s to the 90s and and because action was so popular i think that you had a lot of these these probing movies that are that were coming out in the first couple of years of the 90s where they're looking for like new stars um of course you've got uh, we'll meet them later lewis gus jr in this but you've got guys that like sean astin who he's very young but you know, he had a couple leading roles in action films. Like, right. Like they, they were trying, they were testing out different people. And, and again, you know, films. and that also is kind of how this is a diehard clone two times over because, you know, the same thing could have been said a few years earlier for Bruce Willis. Yeah. 100%. You know, and, they tried him out and it was huge success. So, you know, let's go a different route. Let's not look for, you know, the martial artists, let's not look for the big muscle guys. Let's just find an everyday guy and see if one put in a situation, if he can rise to the occasion. And, you know, that's kind of what we get here. In this movie, again, much like Die Hard, um, not just in story, but it uh, surround a cast that surrounds the actor with just amazing support characters and cast and, and the direction's fantastic. And the music is so good. I love the music. It's good, but you know what? I I did want to point out that I felt it was a missed opportunity not to include in the end credits Martika's Toy Soldier. I'm not familiar with that. Oh well, I'll link it up. It's a it's an eighties classic. Uh, it's something special. 
Toy Soldiers by Martika. You've got to hear it. I will put what that you, on our quote. What's that? What do you think Sean Astin made more money on, Toy Soldiers or the Lord of the Rings trilogy? I'm going to guess the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You're probably right. He certainly seemed to be eating better back by the time <laughs> the Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah, was released. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, and you mentioned the, the characters. So the bad guy needs kind of like that right-hand man. And for Luis, it is Jack Thorpe, played by Michael Champ. You need the glasses guy. Yeah. You know, he's kind of his Clarence Gilliard Jr. He's kind of like the flat top white guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with a bunch of Colombians. So it's be interesting to find out how Jack Thorpe got hooked up with these. I would assume perhaps he was a, I don't know, was he a con- contact in America? Was he a user of their product? How did he get to uh, to be with the Colombian drug lords? You know, if this were made today, they'd have some weird flashback sequence or some stupid story about Jack Thorpe's character that nobody, I don't really need to know. I just know he's a member of this group. And they, they, when they ever, they talk about him, they're always like, yeah, the American, like, Mm -hmm. like he's just, it's kind of the the mystery makes it even cooler. If you ask me. Well, that is true. Um, You know, and he's the one who actually sees the news report uh, confirming that what the judge said, you know, the it's true. So they got to get the hell out of there because obviously they're not going to be able to get Enrique uh, there because he's in Miami. Uh, and But the judge serves one more purpose, Chad Cruz, mm-hmm. and that is to be a human shield. Yeah. Yeah, they do a very good uh, like swordfish where they take all the people upstairs on the top of the roof and they, they fly away in their helicopter with the judge kind of hanging out the door. And then when there's no use for the judge any longer... They gently shove him out of the helicopter. <laughs> and what a fall. I mean, there's shots fall, so beautifully. And just like it just seemed like to go on forever and ever and ever. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was well good. Um, now we're gonna cut to the Regis School, or perhaps you know it as the Rejects School, if Billy Tepper and his graffiti are to be believed. And that Billy Tepper is the aforementioned Sean Astin making his action movie debut. And uh, the security guard is obviously seems like he's accustomed to dealing with these uh, hooligans that go to the school. Right. Uh, but he stops Billy Joey, played by Will Wheaton and Phil Donahue, not the talk show host, but uh, <laughs> their third roommate says, you know, Dean Parker's in your room waiting for you guys. So get over there pronto. Uh, but Dean Martin, or no, Dean Parker, not Dean Martin. Dean that's, Martin was there, that's, too. That's back to school. Uh, Dean Parker is there, and he is played by, you also brought him up, Louis Gossett Jr. And, you know, I don't know that they ever really refer to him as Dean Parker. They refer to him as the Dean, but I don't know that they ever yeah. actually say Dean Parker. Chappie. Yeah. Why? Dean could, Chappie. <laughs> why could this not have just been... Yeah. A sequel to Iron Eagle. Where you Chappie, know, you know, he's proved that he could work with the youth of America and t- help them out. Maybe his old friend or somebody is like, hey, Chappie, do I got a job for you, bud? Right. You could be the dean of this all boys school and whip these kids into shape because a lot of them, they need some guidance. Yeah. And you could have easily made it, you know, he he came to the school as like the history teacher. And then after five years, it became the dean. You know what right. I mean? Like, he, like he, oh, he was a Again, pilot, he had a degree, right. and like it would have, it would have flowed well. And I think that the problem you have there is that Chappie is such a badass that he would have gone in much sooner. Yeah, and rescued everyone. I yeah, think. he gets to be a badass, but it, it takes a while. You, you are. Right. It does. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> We meet uh, Dean Parker, but he's not the only one in the room. We've got federal marshals, and they're there for Donahue because Donahue's dad is a federal judge. And with all this Luis and Enrique stuff going on, they're like, it's probably best we get you to a safe place because we don't know where Luis is now. He could be coming here to America. And with your dad being the judge, it could be a big problem for you. So they take him away, and you would think that's – that they don't, they're not going to have to deal with anything. But the problem is, Luis and his guys don't know that the marshals have been there. So they're still making their way to right. the 
to find this kid. But while that's before that happens, we get to see more of Billy and his meet more of his friends and kind of some of the trouble they get themselves into, like sneaking out after lights out and yeah. finding this hidden room in the sub basement uh, where they partake in some alcohol, which is a, a Billy concoction made that he put in mouthwash bottles. Yeah, it's like vodka and mint schnapps, schnapps, you know, to, give, schnapps to give it yeah. that minty taste and yeah it's smart you know smart idea they also do a little smoking and mm-hmm. since the internet wasn't a thing yet yep a little phone sex some dirty dirty phone sex um and it's actually dean is at his desk he notices one of the phone lines is lit up uh and you know he he knows something's up so he's on yeah. the case he ends up finding Billy and company down in that basement. Tells them all to report to his office the next day. But first, Billy's got to go and retrieve all the bottles of mouthwash alcohol that he sold, which was humiliating for Billy. He, yeah. he feels like a narc. But at the same time, the dean, he sees it and he respects the hustle from Billy. Billy, right. he's a troublemaker, but he's got this crew that follows him. He's a natural leader. He's he came up with this whole scheme where he's selling this, this booze, you know, disguised as mouthwash and he's tapping into the phone line with this little radio shack device. He, he, he uh, right. half built. And so, you know, the Dean's looking at all this stuff and he's like, this kid, like, you know, he's a, he's an asshole, but he's like, he's, he's got something. Yeah. He's smart. He's smart and he's got talent and it just, it needs to be redirected. And you kind of yes. get the feeling that, you know, old, uh, Dean Parker, may have been a little troublemaker back in his, his younger days. So maybe he kind of relates a bit to Billy. Yeah, I think so. Um, so while that's going on, now we get uh, the border crossing, and it does not uh, bode well for to the border guards there as they're killed and, and blown up. Um, so Luis is on American soil, folks. Look out. Uh we get a little bit more of Billy's backstory. He's been expelled from three schools already. So Dean Parker is not in any rush to be the fourth school to do so because obviously expelling him is not doing anything. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, it, it, it's funny too, because in the early nineties, you know, these tough teacher movies, there were so many of them. Um, they were really, you felt like in, in, in movies, I don't know if real life, was the same, but in movies, the teachers really wanted to help kids. They really wanted to turn their lives around and help them not just, you know, graduate, but to become adults. And now they just care about test scores. Right. <laughs> well, and Lean on Me was a bit of both. It was all about the test score, but Crazy Joe Clark really did care about those kids. Uh, yes. And they cared about him back. I love Lean on Me. Was that the Morgan Freeman one? Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. one of my favorites. Um, it's been a long time since I watched that. I just watched it a few months ago, and I was it was a it's been a while for me, and I was like, Man, this it's a damn good film. Um, so basically, they're they're almost playing a game of chicken with one another. Who's going to wear who out first? Right. Is he going to just get rid of them, or you know, is Billy just going to comply and become a, a what Dean Parker believes he can be? What Dean Parker knows he's going to be though is on pots and pan duty for quite some time. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. And, you know, one of Billy's friends, speaking of uh, these school movies, you know, one of Billy's friends played by uh, T.E. Russell, yeah. his buddy Giles, is uh, Spitz from Gladiator. Indeed he is. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. And that's certainly one that uh, we've talked about covering here down the road. We have uh, for, for like a year. Yeah, so that that's definitely <laughs> one that has to be on our upcoming uh, docket, uh, good old Gladiator. So yeah, Billy though is like you know, after he has his talk, after he goes and gets all the the booze he he sold and takes it to Dean's office, uh, he can't just let that go though. That's not who Billy is, and he needs to do something big to prove that he is still the the ultimate rebel at this school. So he gets his boys again that were in the basement with him. You talked about Giles, T. E. Russell. We get Bradbury, Keith Coogan. Adventures in Babysitting Zone. Uh, yep. We get Joey. We mentioned Will Wheaton and Montoya. 
uh, played by George Perez. They all get together to carry out this master revenge plan. And we see it the next morning, Chad. And what a situation we have here. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, and Billy, they, they have this little kind of system. They have like a, it's like an old radiator or something. Yep. Radiator. Yeah. And he bangs on it with a, with a fucking ruler. And, uh, they bang back. There's little, their little communication that they have, that they're going to get together. And, and, uh, they go into the, uh, the headmaster's uh, office and they somehow, you don't get to see, we don't get to see it, which is, makes it even better. We just see the next morning as, uh, I believe the Dean is walking up or the Dean gets called out there, I guess. And he walks up to the, uh, to the quad and all of the headmaster's things, everything from his office, his, his desks, his, uh, his furniture, his books, everything is exactly where it was in his office, but in the quad and it's marvelous. And yeah. And even Dean and even the headmaster himself can't, can't laugh. They don't want to sell it. They can't right. sell it, but they are freaking impressed. And obviously it's not as destructive as some of the things they could have done. Um, and the headmaster, we should point out, is Denholm Elliott, who played Marcus Brody in Raiders of the Lost Ark and in the Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. Two more movies that I absolutely love. Um, so he's there and uh, they, you know, Dean knows who, who's responsible. But, <laughs> right. you know, he just kind of has to, okay, Billy, you got one on me. But now you and your buddies got to move all this back to where you found it. So they do that. Um, at that point, Dean is loading up his trunk with Billy's mouthwash. And you're wondering, where, where, is he going to go sell this somewhere or what's going <laughs> on? But we'll, we'll, we'll find that out here in a moment. Um, and then we cut to lunchtime at school. Uh, so all the kids are in the cafeteria. And here is where everything changes because Luis and company have arrived. Yeah, it's it's. Uh... It's a bad introduction for the for the gate guard outside. <clears throat> Excuse me. As as uh, Luis Cali and his couple trucks were the guys enter the gate, they shoot the guard, and then they uh, they basically just kind of rampage into the cafeteria, uh, blasting their little submachine guns everywhere. And uh, one of the kids runs off and in his little sport coat, and he tries to get into the uh, the phone booth that's <laughs> yeah. in the in the office or the lobby area. Yeah, and they catch him. And one of the teachers gets shot in the head because of it, because he tries to stop him. Yeah, so it's kind of save the kid. And it, it's kind happen. of a, the, I guess the security guard getting shot is, I wish they hadn't done that. Okay. I'm going to rebook that real quick. I'm going to not have him get shot. I'm going to have him get knocked out. Okay. Okay. So he survives. So then the teacher gets shot. So now you know how serious they are. Okay. We as viewers see them as serious. Uh, we've already seen him kill people, so we know that they're serious, but everyone there in the school knows they're serious. The people outside have yet to to come across any bodies. Okay. So they're not fully committed to going in. They're not fully committed to like what's happening on the ground, but it isn't until later when they see the teacher's dead body that they're like, Oh shit, we're in for something serious. Yeah. Cause that moment kind of, that moment just kind of comes and it goes later. Yeah, when the teacher finally does get brought out, like, oh, he's a teacher, and it's like, where did did they let? I don't remember. Did they leave? Let all the other teachers go? Then all of the other teachers they like carry him out. Yes, they bring they let the staff go, and right, then, except the headmaster and then the kids. yes, because uh, Chappie, I wish Chappie, uh, <laughs> the dean's like, let me take right his place. later on. Yeah, like, he not tries a chance to he tries to switch over. Yeah, they're like, you're from Digstown. You're not gonna punch us to death. Right. We saw what you did. Yeah. We heard all about you from our Billy Ed friends. But I would have, I would have preferred the, the teacher be the first death to make it more special. Gotcha. Right. But he does get shot right in the brain. So he's super. He dead. does. He's su super duper dead indeed. Um, so, you know, and at that point, we also see Luis's men. They're wiring the entire school with explosive. They've got a machine gun set up in the bell tower. Uh, they got guys up on the roof with guns so they are you know this is now a fortified build no one's getting in no one's getting out without somebody seeing them and likely getting shot for their trouble right um and and here we find out Luis is looking for donahue and again here's those trust issues like we saw at the start <laughs> he said headmaster like no they federal marshals were here they took him away i don't believe you they look at the file good thing they update these files true pronto 
whoever the secretaries are there or whoever's in charge of the clerical work there, top-notch work because if you would have waited, oh, I'll update that later, they may not have believed it and somebody could have died because of it. Right. They that is why clerical work is important. Someone could die if you don't update your records. I've always said that record-keeping clerical work is the backbone of America. It really is. And this, <laughs> this is proof of it right here in Toy Soldiers. Um, so this kind of throws a monkey wrench in what Luis was hoping to accomplish because that was the key. But then, you know, his boy Jack is looking through these other dossiers and he's like, these, a lot of these kids have, you know, this is a private school. So it yeah. takes some money to, to get in here. And, uh, you know, that means they've got probably important parents. Um, yeah. And Joey may be most important of all because his dad is Albert Trotta, the head of the New Jersey mob. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it really is kind of an interesting dynamic when you see this, you know, reject school, all these kids have been kicked out of all these private schools and they kind of landed in this one, but there's so many of these, you know, politicians, kids and, you know, uh, super rich bank CEOs or whatever, like all these kids that come from massive wealth. Right. Um, well, not all of them. Cause later we see that there's a couple that are on scholarships, but, right. but a majority of them do. So it maybe not have a Donahue. This is actually a, a huge plus because now they can get a lot of people's eyes and ears on this situation. You know, congressmen, representatives, what have you, um, because yeah, they got all their kids. They don't just have one hostage to worry about. They got a bunch. Right. And uh, Montoya is called out. I believe his father is the is the banker. Yes. Um, and Luis wonders if he speaks Spanish. Montoya says no. But then when he says shoot him, uh, Montoya kind of gives up that. Yeah, I could. I know some. And uh, Luis doesn't like liars. He doesn't. And this no. is also where Billy kind of puts himself on Luis's radar because he, of course, can't control himself and steps in. Yeah, he has a real problem with authority. He absolutely does. Which makes, you know, this is, which is very dangerous for the situation yes. he's in. Um, so meanwhile, we now see where, where the Dean was going. He's talking to the sheriff. The sheriff has been pretty pissed because his car was spray painted and he figures it was those damn rejects who yeah. did so. Uh, but Dean is there like, you know what? That that's true. But how did, where else did, could they have gotten this alcohol, but the liquor store that your brother operates in town. It's pretty smooth. Yeah. And so, but before we can come to any conclusion, they get the word that there has been a shooting at the school. So they race over um, and we get this sheriff who thinks he's hot shit, Chad Cruz. He does. And uh, he's not. He, he tries to do some cowboy shit. He's like, get in the back of him, get your shotguns, get in the back of my cruiser, uh, keep your heads down, even though everyone can see it happening. It's like, <laughs> it's like right out in front of the gate. So yeah, he, he makes it, I don't know how many, tire spins <laughs> through the gate and yeah, they blew the shit out of his car. The deputies are fucking they're all yeah, telling it out of there. They're out of there. And yeah, that's like, and, and Dean Barker's like, you know, you really should call the state police and the feds. <laughs> yeah. And it isn't long before the feds and the military show up. We get deputy director Otis Brown played by Mr. Smuckers himself, Mason Adams <laughs> and who better Chad yes. Cruz to play general Kramer. Little R. Lee Ermy action. I mean, uh, the ultimate uh, you know, military, military dude. Military man, yeah. He's perfect. He's he's great in the role, and you know you don't have to teach him how to 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 deliver lines. He already knows how to deliver them. Yeah, he's perfect, as you said. I don't it's really... like when they put uh, uh, Dale Die in a movie. Yeah, and he's been in about a million military movies <laughs> at this point. But when you see him, you just know that he's going to have some great lines because. They, you know, even if they weren't scripted, they're like, oh, shit, we got Dale Dye. Yeah, let's have him just like talk on the radio, yeah. you know, because it sounds real. It does. It does. So great casting there. Uh, we go back inside the school. The students and faculty are kind of given the rules of, that's going to keep them alive uh, until, you know, Luis gets what he wants or doesn't, and then they'll be killed. Uh, they're going to do head counts every hour on the hour. If one person is missing, Five will be killed. Also warn them about the explosives and the wires. Don't touch any of it. You mess with any of it, it all blows up and they all die. It will explode. <laughs> it will explode. And he's got the little uh, 
garage door opener on his wrist yeah. that, that could trigger it whenever. So yeah, at, at, at his will, he could just blow everybody up. That's a dangerous place to keep that. What if you're just like, you know, scratching your balls in the middle yeah. of the night and you know, you right. lift up, maybe you got some <laughs> itchiness in your butt crack region. You're oh boy. Actually push that button, you know, here we go. Yep. A lot of you people, ever been there, Brain? A lot of people may have just hit the stop button on this you podcast. Ever, you ever been there? <laughs> you know, things happen. All right. So, you know, we got that. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and in between the head counts, though, just go hang out in the quad. Good thing it was like a night. Well, I think they're in California. Yeah. So the weather yeah. tend to be nice out there. Do you, what, do you know any other films this school was used in? You know, I did not do that research. I'm hoping you did since you brought it up. I know of one. Okay. Um, I believe it's an actual military school now or was at the time that it was used, whether it's still in existence, I don't know, but it was used in the film Major Pain. Oh, Major Pain. Which is a great one. Which I think Matt Spector actually had on his list of wrestler movies because Bam Bam Bigelow was in it. He is. He's got that fight scene where he gets it, yeah, chopped Jen in the throat did, or something. Did not make our countdown, but that was definitely one of the ones that uh, got mentioned uh, by awesome. Matt. Uh, well, there you go. Fun fact, and I'm sure if there's any others, we can have people who will let us know. Sure. Because Lord sure knows will. if we do something wrong or miss something. One of our fans in Finland, reach out to us. Right, give us, please. Give us some more fun facts about the movie. And you know what? You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because if, if your country didn't make the cut, yeah. listen to the podcast more. And maybe next time we That's do the, the top 10, your country will be on there. That's true. And you know what I want to say about Finland real quick is uh, that? The, the movie Sisu that's coming out. Oh, yeah. Looks outstanding. Absolutely. I think that was like a battle cry in like uh, World War II or something, right? Sisu, yeah. I don't know what it I meant. I think it but... might mean immortal. Does it? Okay. That's badass. There's something to that effect, I believe. I, I'm, I'm, I may be totally wrong. But yeah, that and that should be, uh, be getting covered on this site. I can't wait. By somebody. I'm hoping to, to maybe get in early to see it but if not i i will be there as soon as i can uh, because yeah it just looks freaking awesome it looks like the type of movie that why we started this site yeah for sure all right so yeah we're only out in the quad there was nobody with a hacky sack in the quad which was a, a little bit disturbing 91 you think hacky sacks yeah they were they were around were they uh, oh, i guess yeah. you were in your late 30s then Gee, I I yo <laughs> Yeah, the hacky sacks were around in the eighties. Okay, so they were still going. And when and I do remember being in college, not in ninety one, but not too long after, and there were some hacky sacks going on. Um, I don't. Uh, I never got into the the hacky game. No, you were just in the sack game. Oh, I've been rocking that sack game, baby, long time. Okay, uh, big sack. The students are. They kind of limit. They probably, well, they, they jam in like about five kids per room, which I think it's normally two or three. Uh, and this is where we meet Derek, uh, who they call yogurt. Why do you, do you think it's because he enjoys eating yogurt or he was a big Spaceballs fan? I'm going to tell you why they call him yogurt. Oh, okay. Right? Please do. Um, yogurt wasn't a uh, scripted. It wasn't a name that was in the script. Um, he had a name in the script of Derek. Yes. But while filming, uh, the other boys and, and this young actor were on a bus to go from location to location and they were doing something. They were traveling and he was in the bus eating a cup of yogurt. Okay. And the bus hit some sort of, uh, I don't know, pothole or some shit. I don't know, whatever. And the yogurt went flying all over him. So yeah, from that moment like, on, like they called him yogurt. Gotcha. And it made it into the film. Well, that's very. I love when Chad Cruz comes prepared. So this yes. is why we took an extra day before we recorded. So you come yeah. prepared and not just yeah. pulling shit out of your ass like Luis scratching his ass with the garage door opener. <laughs> <laughs> and we also meet the least important character in the entire movie. Derek's roommate, Ted, who I don't think no. says a freaking word. No, he's he's kind of like that mouth agape kid uh, that we talked about in Only the Strong. Yeah, the mouth breathers. He, he was there the whole time. Yeah, you would always see him, but he he provided next to nothing to the film. Yeah, remember that guy kicked a dude though. Remember that him? is true. At the end, yeah, <laughs> Ted 
everybody Ted didn't do shit. Ted had one job later in the film and he failed. Yeah, he's yeah, he couldn't keep the water running. He left because he got scared. Uh so yeah. So Derek, aka Yogurt, and Ted have now gained five new roomies. And wouldn't it be convenient that Billy, Joey, <laughs> Giles, Montoya, and Bradbury all get to stick together? Wonderful. It worked out well. They were well, they you know, they're just kind of they, they were, were standing in line next to each other. It makes sense. Yeah, you but know? even, you know, I, I feel like if it was a situation with me, if, if it was like five of us in a row, it would cut off right. I'd be the last guy, and then I'd be stuck with like four people I had no freaking clue or, or I absolutely hated, but that's fine. I uh, would be the very last guy in line, and they would just shoot me in the head. That'd be awesome. <laughs> because there's like no more room. Like Right, you know, heads. we're not giving you a whole room, yeah, to yourself. We want an even even number. Uh, Deputy Director Brown uh, is then called by the headmaster, and then Luis gets on the phone himself, basically saying, if you don't produce my father unharmed, you know, I'll start executing students. So that's his demands. He's not asking for $20 bazillion or whatever. He just wants his dad out. Joey is getting antsy while they're in this room. Uh, and he has a plan of going out and grabbing a machine gun and starting to mm-hmm. shoot bad guys, which yeah, is that's... not a good plan. And we will maybe yeah. see that play out later. But Billy has a plan and very good plan. Gather intel about everything's going on and then somehow get that info to the people outside. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, reconnaissance is an important part of military. It absolutely is. And I wish I, you know, I, I love the, I love the idea. I love the planning and the execution, mm-hmm. but later in the film, they don't really use any of the information. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just kind of like fly little, in. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. They, then they just were like, screw it. We're going for it. Um, as one would expect in a situation, a hostage situation such as this, we get the media circus starting to form. Uh, we get a scene with the parents uh, meeting with the authorities. And as you mentioned, you know, some of them don't have the stroke uh, in Washington or, or in on wall street or, or wherever they're just, their kids are there on scholarship. And yeah. like, what the hell is going to happen to my kid? You know, because uh, big high rollers might be able to do something, but what can we do? Um, and you get the standard, you know, we don't negotiate with terrorists. No deal is going to be made. Even though we do in real life. Well, yeah, but they, they say they have to yeah. say it. Um, but well, after that, Billy's plan is underway. Uh, we see Billy deliver some food to the machine gun guys uh, with a little extra secret sauce. Yeah. So spit this. <laughs> it's a cop's burger. Don't spit in that cop's burger. <sighs> yeah. He hocks he up pretty good. A couple of good loogie, loogies yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I respect it. It, if, you know, if you watch that, I think if you watch that, it's good to then go to a fast food restaurant right after and be very nice to those employees. I you, always, you always be nice to people who prepare your food. Exactly. Always. Exactly. But, you can, you can be an asshole to people at the, at the bank or the rest or at the grocery store, but right. do not mess with fast food people because, because they're already pissed off. They are. And and they will, yeah, they, they might have time to do a little, put a different kind of fluid in there. Uh, so we go to, uh, you know, now they got the yearbook marking out where the guns are like pee. Uh, yes. They, they will urinate in your French fries. Uh, okay. Joey has drawn sketches of all the bad guys. Um, so, you know, they got, uh, they got a great bit of Intel. Now they, they just got to figure out how to get it out. But n- before we get to that, we meet Albert Trotta, who is Joey's dad. Joey hates his mob father. Is this a, just right. You know, like his, his right hand guy, Albert's right hand guy is like, Oh, it's just a teenager thing. You know, they go through these phases. It seems like it's a little deeper than that. Yeah. He's like, no, he really hates me. Right. <laughs> but, He's, it's still his kid. He still loves him. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I've done business with Enrique. I, I'm going to pull some strings. Uh, so he gets word to Enrique, who then gets word to Luis, and we'll see that play out. Meanwhile, Billy has even a better idea. Because, you know, the whole remote control aspect of that garage door opener. Yogurt has a remote control plane, knows all about remote control stuff. <laughs> And yogurt, 
and is in a, yogurt in a big in a big spaceballs fan um <laughs> he's you know they're like oh well what if we could we switch those chips so instead of the the garage door opener controlling the deton- the bomb it can control his freaking plane hmm and we do see that plane come into play cuz that's a right. big big piece of getting billy out of the school because it's going to be a major distraction flying this big ass right. plane in the quad and it's and it's really smart right yogurt they're you know the friends who really just kind of want to play this out and not do anything and just not get themselves killed like un- unlike billy but they're like what are you doing like you're not going to be able to take the ch- thing off this guy's wrist like he right. sleeps with it on, he eats with it on, like he doesn't take it off. How are you going to do the chips? And then yogurt's like, well, the, the reverse is true. So like the, the devices have it, but like also the, you know, the, or the controllers the have it, but also the device, yeah, the right. receivers. And they're like, God damn it. Like, why'd you have to say that? Cause you know, now, you know, Billy's going to want to yeah. do it. Billy's like, see, I was on to something. Yogurt just kind of polished that idea and made it mm-hmm. real. So yeah, we see them flying the plane out in the quad during the you know the, right after right at the break. So he's got one hour basically to get out of the school to the military guys or the feds or whoever he thinks he's going to go to. I don't he doesn't really know, but he figures they've got to be stationed somewhere nearby, right? Off off the uh, campus. So the plane is a big distraction, um, and. Uh, it really seems like Billy has done this before, Chad. Like he's he snuck yeah. out of the school this very same way many times before. Oh yeah, he, and they've got a whole setup, like you said. Like they know they he he has the book, of course, and then they like, okay, set your watch, and we'll create a distraction with this plane. And then you know when he breaks the glass, they kick a soccer ball through the glass at the same exact time. And so yeah, they have the whole thing set up, and he he makes it to the outside. He goes through his little. Uh, sewer drain or whatever and and uh right made sure to have his wire cutters with him he has his wire cutters to snap the wire and then when he gets out there a couple dudes in ghillie suits grab him and you know they're just uh worker bees they're not going to make decisions like yeah go ahead and go back in (laughs) so they don't know who he is so they grab him and they take him to their bosses and you know that clock is just ticking and you could tell billy you know the whole time he's like i gotta get out of it i gotta right I to yeah get back this to was not this he did not account for this in his plan and yeah and it's not until the dean shows up really you know and and we've learned now that the dean believes billy like he trusts him to a certain extent and he, he believes that what he says is true because billy can't lie to him right and, and, and yeah, so he steps in, even though he has no authority to, to make this happen. But it's enough to just dis- cause a distraction where Billy takes a Jeep. Because getting there on foot is not going to work. He's got to make up for lost time. We get a nice little Jeep chase. Uh, but time is really ticking now. And Billy is still not back in the building. Fortunately, Luis is not that maniacal and... He's he makes them do count a few times, um, yeah, to make sure it's right. He doesn't just fly off the handle like what? Because I think he obviously was like, who would be stupid enough to do this? Maybe right. my guys just don't know how to count. Um, and they should have had the American dude count in Spanish. That would have been like uh, Uno, Dos, Trace. Like it would have been funny to hear him do that. An- another missed opportunity. I know. Uh, so at this point, though old Dean's up in the, in the helicopter and those helicopters distract the roof guards, which is Billy's opening to go back to the window where he had the towel to make sure he could pull it back up or open it again. And, uh, this is where we see the debut of Sean Aston, Chad Cruz. (laughs) Yes. A very Van Damme esque move here, (laughs) but it's also a brilliant move. You know, he, he put this towel here to, uh, he had wrapped his arm in the towel so he could break the glass and then he slides the the window down on top of the towel so it wouldn't close, so it get back in. Right. And then as he's escaping, and we should point out, he fell, he stumbled when he was going yes. through the storm drain. So he is soaking wet. He's soaking wet. He falls into the storm water. So then he's soaking wet. He's like, "Ah, shit! Like, what am I going to do?" He has this towel, so he just strips butt ass naked, and you know, runs to the uh, to the to the cafeteria. Right. And, oh, I'm so sorry. I was I was in the shower. I didn't hear the bell, and it. 
I mean, it, it fits like it all works really well. Billy's a great liar. He is. He's an excellent liar. Uh, but he pays for that tardiness because Louise takes him to the headmaster's office and just lashes him on the back repeatedly. He's going to discipline this mother freaking kid one way or the other. You know, maybe if it had happened sooner, he would have be. Uh, yeah, know, if it would have happened at school number one. Yeah. He would have still been there and this and then this would have been yeah, who knows. Spare the rod. Uh indeed. So Washington at this point has gone back on their we don't negotiate, make deals. They're gonna okay a deal. But here's where it gets a little odd and probably where people might roll their eyes because General's like, No, we got this yearbook and these pictures and this plan this kid made. Let's do that. <laughs> and Dean's like, Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, I trust it. Billy's good at making plans. Uh, but the deputy director's like, yeah, you guys are, what, the, what are we doing here, people? My bosses say this, we're going to do a deal. We're going to do a deal. So it seems like they're going to do a deal. Yeah. Uh, now, Enrique gets gets word uh, to Luis about Joey. Uh, so they bring Joey in. We're going to let you go because we respect your father, no which doubt. is the worst thing you could say to Joey. Because yeah. he has zero respect for his father. He's not going to go anywhere without his friends. Headmaster's like, shut the hell up. Get the hell out of here. You can get out of here. The rest of us are screwed. You can yeah. at least get out of here. Um, but Joey's going with his, his initial plan. He grabs a gun. Goes to shoot one of the, the guards outside and gets shot for his trouble. It, it was a horrible plan. And it he, was. He, uh... he found out the hard way. There, that's the reason that Billy's the plan maker. Right. Right. And these guys are the followers because, yeah, Joey, I mean, there's not a plan really there at all. Um, no. If anything, he should have ran back into the office with the, the with Luis and shot him. Right. Yeah. If you're going to. Because now you have control of the explosive. Yeah. And if you're only going to be able to take out one, you may as well take out the head of the snake. And by coming in to that room. It would have been a massive surprise. You would have got the jump on him, but right. And it, but, to your point, yeah. if he would have had the explosive, he could then have controlled everybody else. Yeah, like, I will blow us all up if you don't throw your guns down right now. That's right. I mean, I'm crazy enough that I killed your leader. Ah, I'm a crazy man. Yeah, look at my work. earring. <laughs> Beam me up, Captain Picard. Um. So yeah. So he's dead. Uh, he's so dead now. He's so dead. Dean Parker goes in, gets Joey's body. That's where he offers, hey, let me come in. Let the headmaster get out of here. Nah, nah, that's not going to happen. We know you're Champion Sinclair. We don't want you in here. Uh, we know not- you're secretly Champion Sinclair. Right. And we know what you could do with planning and things and yep. lunch boxes and James Brown music. You'll have us dead within 15 minutes. Um but make sure you you can't come in. But when you go back out there, you make sure they know this was an accident. We had no intentions of killing Joey. Right. Well, he should have been like, oh, okay. And then rolled his eyes. And maybe he did. Maybe he <laughs> went and said, you know what? They said, we hate that mobster's son. We killed him. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered because Albert's going to believe what he's going to believe. And he's like, there's no such thing as an accident. Love it. And you know, there's trouble coming. Um, then we go back. We see the guys in the room looking through Joey's sketchbook, remembering him. And, and this is where we really see the weakness for the first time in Billy. He's been so strong this whole time. So defiant, the ultimate rebel, the planner. He, he's, he's got it, but Joey's death really hits him hard, Chad. Right. It's that, you know, that old adage, like the, you know, one finger or whatever is weak, but when you group them together as a fist, it's strong. And, and I think that Billy's by losing his best friend, Joey, like, it's it's really breaking him down, uh, and I think the rest of the guys see it as well. And even uh, even the presence of yogurt can't help it, right? No, <laughs> it really can't. Um, and now we see what Albert Trotta was talking about because Enrique's in prison. There's a lot of shit going down. Guards are obviously been paid off, and next thing you know, there's a riot going on, and in all the chaos. Enrique gets his throat slit and then dumped over. Yeah. Over the railing and extra dead. He is extra special dead. It 
you know, it's, you know, belly has got this like a remorse. It's his fault. It was his plan. And now his buddy's dead. But, uh, and he's at that point where he wants to give up. Right. And Luis doesn't know about his father yet. Right. You can, you can believe that when Luis finds out that Enrique is dead, he is going to flip his shit. Mm-hmm. So, the I think the authorities outside are like, all right, this may be our one right, opportunity. Now, now we have to do plan so Billy. Right. They start shining that light into the room, and Billy doesn't want any part of it. Uh, but his friends, you know, his friends who had his back this whole time, they've they've never not answered the call, and they uh, they respond to the authorities, and now it's time. Now it's go time. Yeah, they 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 pick Billy up when he is down, and they're like, no, we're we're. we're we agree to do this. We're seeing it through and you know why we're doing it. We don't have to say it's for freaking Joey. You know why we're doing it, bud. And this is yogurt's big moment because they're going to need his expertise in a moment. Um, when Luis wakes up, there's no power. So that's good because obviously this was done intentionally. There's no radio, there's no TV. So he could see that his dad's dead. Um, he immediately calls the deputy director. He said, you got an hour to get this shit back on or I'm going to start killing kids. Now, now I would have liked here. I'm going to rebook this real quick. Please do. Uh, he wakes up. There's no power. Yeah. He makes a phone call. Deputy, deputy director asks him or talks to him. They have their little spiel here. And then moments later, something happens, whatever. Luis gets back on the phone dials out and who does he get sex voice lady <laughs> jennifer right that would be yeah. good like you know the kids patched him in with their little doohickey now yeah. he's talking to jennifer but there's a problem if he's got that if he's got that garage door opener on his wrist and that's the wrist you know arm he's using he's right-handed he's jacking off right yeah oh is that what you meant that's what i meant <laughs> Something could have bumped it, and uh, he would have exploded in more ways than one. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, uh, where are we here? Oh, yeah, we get Billy and Yogurt in the air duct. You get Yogurt all over that place. Yeah, he would, uh, just like Yogurt in the bus. So, we've got the air duct. It goes to the headmaster office, um, and they're going to do the old microchip switch. Uh, meanwhile, in the cafeteria to cause a big distraction. I don't know why they would thought that this would have brought Luis out. This is kind of where, like, what the fuck does he care if a kid dies of asthma? Yeah, I mean. But I guess he's the I, leader and they have to and keep him in the loop on all things right. going on. I guess it is kind of like a, you know, you're protecting, you're using these kids as a, as a tool to. Right. To get what you want. So you don't want them. One of them has already died. That's true. That so is true. You're, yeah, you're kind of stop, you know, stepping on eggshells now. You don't want to, right? It's it's in up. a sensitive situation. All right, I'll I'll buy that as the explanation. So Bradbury's okay. there faking an asthma attack, causes a distraction. So headmaster's office is free and clear. Uh, so Billy drops in. Yogurt stays up in the duct, tells him what to do. The things aren't exactly as <laughs> Yogurt said they'd be, but you know what? You're in a situation. You just got to go for it and hope for the best. And that's what they do. Yeah. Um. Dean Parker's getting antsy, um, and when he finds out the explosive expert, Agent Grimes, is going to go in with some other military dudes, he wants to go with. And, no, you're not going. You're not going, Chappie. Real quick, Agent Grimes, Joe Insco, that dude is so familiar. The hell is he from? Sorry, I have to look. It's fine. I must know. Everybody, yeah, everybody's now on the edge of their seat. Because everybody's got to know what this cocksucker's from. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. What did I see this guy in? Oh my gosh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That's, that's not it. That's definitely not it. I'm going to look him up. I don't know what where I would have known him. Okay, I remember him in Eastbound and Down, but that's not what I'm... Lord of mercy, what do I know this guy from? Joe Insko. Let's see. What do you know? I'm, I'm looking at like his filmography and there's nothing that really was jumps that, out at uh, me. Abraham Lincoln movie is the house of representatives. That seems like um, something Chad Cruz would watch 19,000 so, times. In 93, the broken chain uh, was a great movie about chief Joseph Brandt. Um, 
he played a British major in that, but I don't think that's what it was. I don't know. I you know what? Fascinating. He did so. He did some Tecumseh, the Last Warrior. I love that movie. I think that was a TNT production. That was so good. Um, Maybe you remember from his one episode of Walker Texas Ranger, (laughs) or perhaps Tecumseh, the Last Warrior. Maybe he just that's what. Yeah, maybe it could have been that. Maybe he just looks so much like Corbin Burnson that I just. To me, I thought it was Corbin Burnson. Maybe the four times he appeared on Matlock. I know you were a big Matlock fan. A big Matlock guy. Yeah. Children of the Corn 2, perhaps? Mm, part 1, no. Oh, and there's Ninja Turtles. I don't know. You mentioned. To hell with it. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. To hell with it. I'm glad we had closure <laughs> to that uh, bit. Uh, so <laughs> we get the... Uh, yeah, we get the roof guards. So the roof guards are the first guys to be taken out, but they had a grenade in <laughs> takes out these military dudes yeah that was a unfortunate circumstance yeah. there and, and almost takes out grimes injures him but he's not he's not dead um you know what i appreciate that the grenade didn't like blow up the whole building or some dumb shit like they mostly do in movies go. yeah they got shrapnel that's that's good it took some shrapnel okay so the roof guards yeah they're done but so are all so are some of this first bit of military that was coming in uh billy and yogurt come down because there's ted he had to leave he was the water was the signal um if they couldn't come down they didn't hear it but they did hear it i don't remember it's whatever yeah they said if like leave the water on if the water if if someone comes in turn the water off right so the water's off but he turned it off because there was a guard there taking a piss yeah and he had he had the guard had actually finished guard was practicing good hygiene. Yes. Washed his hands, turned the water off. They hear the water go off. They come down. He catches them coming out of the duct work. It looks like all could be lost, but I guess Ted did have the sense to tell somebody who has maybe more ability Montoya that, Hey, there's some shit yeah. going down in the men's room. And he goes in there. So we get three on one and they're able to get rid of or take out this guard. Um, then Billy uses his pots and pans to his advantage when he gets back to the kitchen and he takes out another guard with a pan wallops him. wallop wonderful um, <laughs> helicopters are coming in Jack goes up there he gets killed so right hand man's down um, Billy's now rallying the students getting them to their secret sub basement um, maybe they'll make a phone call maybe they won't Hell um, yeah uh more mil- now the military just storming the campus yeah it's great at this point there's like a hundred of them uh luis is scrambling he's like oh, oh this is all falling apart i don't know what he manages to get billy and he takes him to the headmaster's office and he's like you know what screw it i'm blowing us all up hits that button and the freaking plane goes off it worked chad cruz the it's- microchip gimmick worked always trust in yogurt that's what i said <laughs> so Especially with a little bit of granola, you know, not too much, but right, yeah, a good amount. Uh, so now the now Grimes and Dean Parker are looking inside, like, what happens if he pulls these wires? Like, it looks like he's about to. Oh well, then all the shit's gonna blow up. So freaking Dean Parker busts through the window. Only like Chappie Sinclair could. Chappie Sinclair fucking digs town his ass up, <laughs> shoots him dead in the head. And saves the day. And well, he uh, doesn't shoot him. Oh, that's true. He, he just, just jumps in, causes a, a distraction, massive distraction. He gets shot. That's right. He gets in shot. The chest. Mm-hmm. No cells. <laughs> no. Because he's Chubby Sinclair. Yeah, the authorities pop in right at that moment Boom. and stick yeah. a bullet right in his forehead. Perfect. Um, so then Dean and and Billy do have a little heart to heart. Um, as the students are making their way out of the basement, out to the outdoor, where fresh, this fresh smell of freedom is out there. Yeah. Um, and then Billy so much freedom. does get reunited with his friends. Happy ending, end credits, and here we go. What a what a wonderful diehard clone. Certainly a unique one. And uh, your final thoughts? Uh, obviously, I love the fl- the film. Uh, I haven't seen it in a few years, like you. Uh, but I probably enjoyed it more this time than I have in any previous time. Uh, you know, I, I'm watching it and I'm trying to take in some things, some new things. And, and uh, you know, you, 
every time you watch a movie, you kind of come at it from a different perspective. I think as you get older, right, you know, things are different now than they were when I was 20 and what have you. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed the hell of the movie. I love, I love the, the music and, and, and I love, I think the actors do a great job and Louis Gossett Jr. I mean, like if he adopted me right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad. No, I'm just saying Uh, I would have loved to have had a one-liner at the very end. But I could see. Do, do you have movies. one written? Do, do you have something uh, in mind? I mean, you could have gone the easy route and been like, "School's out, motherfucker," you know, something <laughs> like that. But, uh, you know, or like, like okay, so rebooked real quick, right? Take it. He's not in the headmaster's office. He's in the dean's office, and he's like, "Get out of my office!" Or "This is my office." Mm, you Air know, Force something One simple. Style, yeah, yeah, get off my plane. But either way, I, the movie's a little bit more on the serious side, so I can see why they didn't go that route. But really good film. Um, I I don't have anything bad to say about it. The only thing bad I can say is that not enough people have watched it. Yeah, I, I would agree. And yeah, for me, obviously the big selling point was Lewis Gossett Jr. Although again, all all the kids, you know, it was, it was believable enough. Like obviously, all these movies, you have to kind of suspend some of your disbelief, but. You know, it made sense. The, the plan was a solid plan. Again, to your point, they probably didn't utilize it as fully as they should have, but uh, it was a solid plan. It made sense. Uh, and, and yeah, I guess my only complaint is that it just wasn't free. They just didn't come out and say it's Chappie Sinclair. Yeah. Because that- it's even the same. I mean, it was both. They were both TriStar movies. Iron yeah. Eagle and Toy. It's like it was all the same studio. Just. Yeah. Just it's Chappie. Yeah, and they and then after this, he goes to work in the air show, and, and Ace's Iron Eagle three is born. That you know what would have been sweet is the whole movie. He's just the dean, just the dean, no name. And then at the very end, uh, General Arlie Ermy comes up to him, and he's like, uh, "What was he like, a colonel or colonel, something?" Colonel Sinclair. Colonel, yeah, Colonel Sinclair. Is that, is that your third purple heart or your fourth? You know what I mean? Like just right. made a comment mm. and that would have been like really badass. And Billy could have looked at it. Or like, yeah, yeah. If it was in his apartment or maybe yeah. they were sitting down in his apartment. Oh yeah. Just and there, like there's a picture of him, him, picture of him and Gedrick on the desk. Dude. So many, so many uh, mm. opportunities that <laughs> still great. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, definitely one of my favorite Die Hard clones. A great movie, as you said. More people need to see it, uh, or at least more people need to revisit it, because it is a wonderful film. And I'm glad you did not watch the 1984 Toy Soldiers. Uh, it's always uh, touch and go when when you have an assignment for this show. <laughs> you know what? And it's on Tubi, so you may have really been tempted. Oh, was it? I, I, I don't know where I watched this one. Any, uh, I will say this, though, that... Uh... If you don't like this movie, you belong in the reject school. <laughs> there you go. Very wonderful. Wonderful. So toy soldiers. Thank you everyone for listening. But before we go, Chad, of course we got to tell them about the site. Bulletproofaction.com. Always something new up there uh, coming up. I know Ryan's going to be wrapping up Mandalorian season three. I will be paying tribute to one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh my. I also have some Shaw Brothers content I'm working on. Um, uh, what about you? And we talked about somebody's going to be doing Sisu one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely me. But Hopefully you, not me. Um, but I want to watch it in you know, the first right. moment I can. Um, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I, I figured, but you know, sometimes you surprise us. You, you mentioned you mentioned Jet Li about two episodes ago. We still oh, haven't shit. seen any sign of him. And I forgot about that. You know what I did? I did I did watch uh, one of those new movies. Breakout? A weeks ago. Did you watch Breakout yet? I have not watched Breakout. You know what? I, I have a good reason for that. I'll tell you offline. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. I knew there was a story to it, folks. I knew there was a story. Yep. Uh, so who knows what Chad Cruz is going to do on bulletproofaction.com, but I can tell you there's always something to check out there. Uh, Chad, what do you think we should do next time? Do you have something in mind for, for our next oh, episode of, of this show, of this very you know, podcast, episode there's 92? A couple, there's a couple of movies that I've been pushing, right? Okay. Over the last year. 
Um, but I kind of want to go because it's episode ninety two. I want to. I kind of want to go to a movie from nineteen ninety two. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Um, and maybe we throw up a Twitter poll. That's true. We did a ninety one episode on ninety one. Like, that was just happenstance. We'll do like three. Put three movies on a Twitter poll and see what the people say. What We're they want to do hear? a nineteen ninety two Twitter poll. I like your idea there. Thank you. I just came up with it just now. Wow. You know, sometimes that's. What happens when you collaborate and talk and just whatever we're doing here on this podcast? So keep us keep an eye out on Twitter again. That is at Bulletproof Pod. I haven't mentioned that yet on this episode at Bulletproof Pod on Twitter. Uh, we will have that poll up there uh, shortly, uh, obviously before uh, <laughs> the next episode has to be recorded, which <laughs> could be two and a half hours before it goes up online uh, or not. It may be days. I don't know. We'll find out. And that's, you know, important why if whatever you listen to us on, uh, if you could subscribe, you could follow. So whenever a new episode pops in, it just shows up in your feed. And yeah. Subscribe, you know, rate, rate the show. If you like it. Um, I always say this, if you like it, rate it. If you don't just shut up, um, <laughs> but, but by all means, please listen. And if they know, don't, they probably haven't eaten. They're probably not even listening. To and this. if you're from one of those 10 countries we mentioned earlier, I love you. If you're right. not, you know, you got to get to work. Tell right. Your or if you, if you want to like, Canada, what are you doing? Why are you letting Australia push you around? Why are you number four and not number three? Come True. on, Canada. I know you're nice guys and gals, but come on. Let's, you know let's what? make it happen. I went to Canada a few years ago. Yeah, and they let you in and they let you I had a, I did. I had a wonderful time. All right. When ice fishing, mm-hmm. drank a and lot that, of beer. And that was in July. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember what month it was, but it was awesome. Okay. It, it could have been, well, probably any month, not July or August probably is ice fishing month in Canada because it's cold up there is what I'm saying. Um, all right. Well, Canada, there's your challenge. Uh, maybe Chad Cruz will come and do some more ice fishing if you become the number three uh, country or even higher. Don't, yeah. don't limit yourself to three. Don't knock, settle being number three, Canada. Knock out the UK. Go to number two. Knock out the US of A. We'll be huge in Canada, like we're the Bret Hart, and then we won't oh. be able to lose there. And that'd be right. good. Then we'd have to be the number one podcast in Canada forever. <laughs> Anywho. Um, don't you think? It's possible. Anything is possible here on the Bulletproof Podcast. Uh, so again, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Chad. Always a pleasure talking mm-hmm. to you, especially about fantastic movies like 1991's Toy Soldiers. Stay tuned to Twitter, Bulletproof Pod, for the poll for our next show. And stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 